you are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast presented by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and get 10% off your first order on the best protein bars on the market. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, how is it going, sir? It's going well. Uh, we got some uh, some practice tape to break down. We got some uh, uh, some you know what little of uh, off-season information i think it feels like we're gonna get we've we've gotten all at once and and we're starting to get it you know kind of trickled in over the next week uh so i'm excited you know actual stuff to to break down actual tape to break down actual uh, uh prospects and hope and and uh mm-hmm. and I'll look mm-hmm. forward to to the, the nfl draft and and to starting anew with the cowboys and and then we get to be reminded of that you know how far we are off from Kansas City, <laughs> Tampa Bay <laughs> yeah, yeah. next week. So, so we're going to go through Tuesday's practice. And again, of the three practices that we have, Tuesday is typically the lightest. It's just shells. There's not any live tackling. You don't get really a ton of pads popping. But there are some takeaways. But first and foremost, Landon, I do want to say this about the Senior Bowl in general. The most important thing here is to see growth from day to day, right? How you perform on Tuesday is not who you're going to be as a player for the rest of your life, right? We want to see gradual growth over the next three days. And when you see that, it's typically a pretty good sign. So if your pet cat had had a bad day today, uh, don't stress out about it too much. If if one of your pet cats had an awesome day, it doesn't mean they're going to be a superstar either. So I just wanted to put that disclaimer out there. Um, We were actually talking about Landon before the show came on. One of the things that we love to do with the Senior Bowl is just kind of jot names down, right? Yeah. Guys that flash at practice who we maybe haven't seen a ton of uh, and want to get more information on. Those are the types of things that we look for at the Senior Bowl. And we're going to get to some of those guys later. Uh, but what were your first impressions or some guys that stood out to you right away from Tuesday's practice? Man, uh, you know, just uh, I think – you you go in there and and you know you have a handful of names that you know for sure right and and, and mm-hmm. you probably know a, a, a several handfuls more of these names than I do. Um, oh, I don't know about that, but but but, okay. but 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 you know you go in with 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 a with a group of guys that you you've, you've watched before um, and that you're you're aware of. So uh, I always think it's interesting uh, finding out the guy like who is that guy. Yes. Like, what yes. is that helmet on his head, and how can I figure out who that guy is? Because those those are those are the, my favorite guys, and, and I feel like they're. Uh, so I had a couple of those guys, and then there's one guy that I that I that I, I knew that that kind of I felt like showed up a little bit. And, and just to be clear, uh, I'm I'm not as far along in the in the tape. I, I mostly have just watched offensive versus defensive line so far, so that's where I, most of my commentary is going to come from. Marcus has uh, seen a little bit more than I have, so um, I, I, I'm just going to kind of list off a couple guys who I felt like uh, really 
to me showed up. Uh, the, the first guy that really showed up to me, I thought, was the Quincy Roche from from the University of Miami. Yes, yes. Um, incredibly quick. I, I I don't know, like, um, if maybe he – it'll be interesting to see, like, if this kind of rusher is, uh, is, a, is desired in this kind of defense um, anymore. He, he, he was even rushing for most of the time from a two-point stance. Um and I just thought that, but his quickness, uh, he had a two-handed swipe, was able to get inside on a tackle uh, and on top of the of where the quarterback should be, just like right now. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just thought he, he had several different um, reps. They had another one where I, I thought he uh, got underneath, uh, he was able to turn the corner. Uh, so he showed ability to win on the inside and the outside, which obviously that's, you know, that should be enough, you know, especially against uh, if you, you can work. I could work with that, you know, especially. Yeah, if I mean, I'll, tackles, just so. a couple things on Quincy Roche. Six, three, three or two, forty three. Pretty undersized yeah. for a full time edge. Yeah. But if you're looking for one of those, you know, kind of hybrid Sam linebackers, mm-hmm. that designated pass rusher role. Not bad. Super productive in college. He played at Temple in Miami. Uh, just a really good college player. Go ahead. Yeah, not like, like like I said, I'm not sure how much of a fit he is for Dallas necessarily, but just a good player in the new defense. But I thought he definitely flashed. Uh, another guy who I thought that uh, uh, again, th- these guys you know, and, and there's guys that kind of show up, and 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 I have to I have to ask, who is Cam Sample? <laughs> <laughs> because this guy, I mean, he. I thought that I accidentally had the 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 you know I, I was fumbling with the with the interface a little bit, uh, and I actually thought that I had the the uh, the settings on fast forward for a second because he because he won in on an inside move so quick that uh, I, I, it was it was unbelievable and and I actually went back and watched it several different times just to try to figure out exactly uh, whose helmet that was on his head and it, was, it turns out it's uh, it was a uh, Tulane. It's a green um, wave helmet. Yeah. That's right, and I forgot that they had kind of uh, ref- had added like a reflective element <laughs> to it, and I think that's that's kind of what threw me off. But um, yeah, and, and I think what really threw me off is I, I went and looked up at his weight, and and and, and you probably have it right in front of in front of you, and I, I think it's two seventy four or something like that. Mm-hmm. It, yep. it, that was really surprising because I, I really just wonder where he was carrying it because he just looked so quick and fluid i think you know if, if we're gonna go back to a, a defense and i don't know necessarily if uh if quinn likes doing this as much as as marinelli but if we're gonna go to defense that's gonna end up doing a lot more games and stunts again and, and kind of uh you know pirate stunts and that sort of things where you got tackles moving you know and just getting inside and outside and uh, uh needing to move uh laterally not just up the field I really think that this guy has something there, and he's an interesting prospect. And I want to go back and watch more uh, on his ta- of his two lane tape because uh, I have never heard of this guy, but he he has a very very interesting athletic skill set. Yeah, I mean, he was somebody who wasn't all that productive in college. Uh, I believe he had in his career he started you know close to forty games and had only ten and a half sacks, twenty and a half tackles for a loss. Uh, but did have a really strong uh, 2020 season. Finished as Pro Football Focus's fifth-ranked defensive end in all of college football. So I agree. I, I actually, right before we came on the show, I tweeted out, who is Cam Sample? And somebody tell me where he's from because I've never seen him before. Uh, and I, I think we must have been seeing the same plays because he certainly did flash. Uh, let's take a break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk more about some of these guys that stood out. 
Just wanted to take a quick break to tell you guys about TurboTax. You are one of a kind and so are your taxes. That is why TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who are ready to listen to you, learn about your unique tax situation, and help you get the best tax outcome. Maybe you're moonlighting as a rideshare driver and have questions about what qualifies as a deduction. Maybe you want an expert to walk you through the process since most of your income came from freelancing jobs. Or maybe you just want to hand the whole tax filing process off to an expert. Whether you want to file with the help of an expert or let an expert do the filing for you, TurboTax Live Tax Experts are here to help, giving you the confidence to know that you're one of a kind, uniquely you taxes are done right. Intuit TurboTax Live. I also wanted to tell you guys about Echelon. When it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment, of hitting your fitness goals, and feeling great about yourself. Echelon can help you get there. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rolling machines, and their Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your home. The Echelon's uh, latest state-of-the-art innovation has a new cycling uh, bike to take you to the next level. Their world-class instructors will motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes, always available when you need them. Unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everybody. And one membership lets up to five family members all work at the, out at the same time. You can't beat that. Right now, you can try any Echelon Fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Just go to echelonfit.com slash NFL. That's echelonfit.com slash locked on NFL. Again, locked on NFL. Uh, all right, Landon, I'm going to give you a couple guys just really quickly, and then we'll, we'll get back to some of your uh, guys. So you were talking about the offensive line, the defensive line. We'll get to their, back to them in a second. Just a couple offensive uh, receivers and tight ends that stood out to me. Dwayne Eskridge, uh, the the guy from Western Mi- Michigan, who I think we've talked about about now three straight times in a row on this podcast. He's really fast, and nobody can cover him. That's <laughs> the scouting report right there. That's I mean, I don't think he lost a rep today. Wow. Uh, the one that was really surprising to me uh, is Shy Smith from South Carolina, and I knew a little bit about him today uh, going into this week. Um, but this is a, a wide receiver from South Carolina who, if you look at the, the the box score numbers, didn't have a great season, right? 633 receiving yards in nine games. That's nothing that's fantastic. But when you put that in the context of the South Carolina offense, he actually accounted for nearly 47% of their pa- passing production this year. As a freshman at South Carolina, splitting snaps with Brian Edwards, Debo Samuel and Hayden Hurst. He was actually the third leading receiver on that team and did not lose a single rep today at the senior bowl hmm. practice at all. He was open on every single play. So not necessarily burner, probably going to run in the upper four fours, uh, but just somebody who had an awesome day. And the last one is a, a tight end who I literally have never heard of before going in today. Yeah. Kenny Yaboa. Uh, I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. From Old Miss, I think he won every single rep in one-on-ones. Um, actually, I've, I've got the the all 22 streaming right now on another monitor. Just made a really nice catch down the field <laughs> in team drills. 
somebody who averaged uh, almost 20 yards per reception in college in the SEC, which is absolutely unheard of. He is somebody who I have to go back and watch uh, in the next couple weeks because he he was a superstar in the in the practice today. Uh, who else did you see in these uh, you know these drills that uh, impressed you? You know, I was mostly looking at defensive linemen uh, to be to be honest, defensive tackles and defensive ends. But there were a couple offensive linemen that I thought stood out. Um, uh, obviously, uh, this is no surprise, but uh, Alex Leatherwood from uh, Alabama. Okay, um, this is interesting because I, I I might have a different thought here. Go ahead. I, I thought I I was I wasn't terribly aware of him other than the, the game watching them in the uh, you know the the when they played Auburn this year and yeah. then and yeah. then in the, in the in the playoffs you know I I I thought that he uh, he he was an interesting. He was he he was a lot better than I, than I thought he was going to be because I, I I and maybe because you know I I haven't watched him very much and and he's a guy that I've just heard a bunch of people's opinions about and I know that there was uh, I think preseason hype likely and that he probably mm-hmm. hasn't played as well as everyone thought so I guess I kind of want went in with a negative <laughs> outlook on him in general but I thought he was okay in, in some of his reps and and I thought that um uh. uh <laughs> I saw what was who's the big guy Brown. Uh, yeah, Deontay, yeah, Deontay Brown. Brown. I saw Deontay Brown toss a dude into him, yeah, into yeah. Alex Leatherwood at one point. Well, uh, so I, 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 I would say this about Leatherwood. I, I think if you watch the run drills, and I just got done watching those, uh, he was dominant in the run blocking. I drills. could tell that he would be that kind of player. You know, That's, but in in the pass blocking drills, and again, these are set up for defensive ends to have a lot of success, especially a guy against guys like Leatherwood. He won his first rep, and then the rest of the time he got beat by speed. And they have him playing left tackle, and I, I'm just not sure he's a left tackle in the NFL. But yeah. it, it, this is going back in the past a little bit. Very much reminds me of like DJ Fluker coming yeah. out of Alabama. I was just gonna, right? I, and I was just going to say, has there been talk before about him playing guard? Yeah, it does sound like people are, they're going to leave him at tackle until he proves that he can't do it. But I think a lot of people are projecting him at guard. Yeah, six I, five, three twelve. I think he would be uh, a with, great guard because he's just got such crazy yeah. long wingspan, and he and you know he's got some yeah he's got some good tight tight movements. But I you're right, like I did feel like the, the the issues that you saw with him were on some reps where he was chasing guys, and sometimes it's easy to discount that in these reps because. You know, when you put him against a guy who's actually playing linebacker, yeah, and yeah. and he's not getting any kind of help, and and the quarterback's and, just stuck in one yeah, spot, yeah, and, and, and the quarterback's yeah. not stepping up into the pocket, yeah. and it's like, yeah, I mean, so, uh, yeah, I think you you kind of give him some slide there, but I do think that this is a guy that, um, you know, I feel like maybe he want he'll want to try to play tackle, but he might end up being a really really good guard. I would agree. Again, uh, he has some a, a massive, massive wingspan, eighty-five yeah. and a half inches, just crazy. I do think he's going to be one of these oversized guards that's just a mauler in the run game. Uh, how about some more interior guys? Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma. Yeah, he had, he a, had good, a really, really good. nice rep against the Washington uh, defensive tackle, and I, I know I'm I'm never going to be be able to say his name right. Onzerike, I believe. Onzerike. Um, I, I think Creed Humphrey's pretty a pretty good center, but I worry about the Washington defensive tackle and his pad height. I, I just think that or his pad level. I just don't know if he's ever going to be able to fix that. 
Yeah, I mean, there was definitely more reps that I was expecting of him playing a little bit higher than I liked. Um, uh, I'll tell you what, there were two guys that uh, that have, you know, speaking of names that might be a little bit difficult to uh, pronounce, I, I am going to try to uh, pronounce two guys uh, whose play definitely deserves whatever terrible attempt of, of their names I'm going to try. We'll see. Um, so, uh, first of all, we all know Odigizua uh, uh, mm. part two. I, I'm now calling him Odigitua, as I told I you. I love it. It's perfect. <laughs> and and, and, and I, I actually think he's he might be better, better than the sequel, um, in my opinion. I, I just think he's a more flexible player. He's not, he's not as high cut. Uh, he's six two two eighty, Uh, and he's, he has 84 inch wingspan with 34 yeah. and one eighth inch arms and 10 and three quarters inch hands. And, and he uses those hands. Like I just saw him putting his hands into the chest of a guard and just pushing him all the way back. I think it was Aaron Banks from Notre Dame. He just put his hands right to his chest and he's got these crazy long arms and he just drove him all the way back. But beyond that too, you see him just burst through the gap. Uh, you know, able to maintain through contact. Yeah, it's good contact mm-hmm. balance. Uh, able to kind of turn the corner inside. Uh, I, I, you know, he. I don't think he had insane production at UCLA, but I, I just see this is a guy that if you get him in the right scheme, um, you get him with the right coach. I could be wrong, but I, I, I just I really like what he could do. I, I just think that he, he's gonna be. Uh, uh, a difficult player to figure out because he's got an odd body size, right? He's six two. Yeah, where do you play him? I, you know, I, th- I think again, like if if uh, I think you play him wherever you can. I, I think he can play inside. I think he can give you p- great pass rush uh, snaps on, a, as a three technique. I think he can uh, uh, take that B gap. I think, you know, th- th- he'll, he could really play well there. I don't know if you want to play him there full time. I think maybe you could play him outside at, at defensive end for sure, especially on early downs. Um, but I, I, if you wanted to, and if I think if he can, I don't know if his body could take it. Man, put 15 pounds on him. Put 10 pounds, just 10 pounds on him. He's so strong and he's so leveraged out, and 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 he plays with good pad level. He's got like I think I feel like he's got good, you know, he's got good flexibility. Uh, he's so naturally gifted that mm. that I think that even at 285, 290, he could hold up in a rotation as as a as a three technique full time. My my guess is he's probably going to be like an early day three pick, and because he's a tweener, he really yeah, doesn't have he, a position. Yeah. But maybe you play him as an oversized defensive end on first down, and then you kick him inside and in sub packages. But um, I like that; that's a good call. Um, let's take one more break, and we'll come back and we'll talk more about some guys that impressed us. Just wanted to take one more quick break to tell you guys about Bet Online. We've got the Super Bowl coming up. We've got basketball. We've got UFC. And there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust with our bets, and that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKED ON for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED ON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts i also want to tell you about our old friends at built bar you guys know about built bar it's the best protein bar out there it's hard to even explain it it's real chocolate with amazing flavors and a great combination of low calories high protein and low sugar with no crazy additives best of all 
They taste absolutely fantastic. You guys know that I have one every single day, and they are releasing six new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and apple almond crisp. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first box. Again, that is BillBar.com. Um, all right, Lena, let's talk about a, a guy that we've actually mentioned multiple times on this show, Marvin Wilson, the defensive yeah. tackle from Florida State. He's so tough to figure out because there's some reps where he looked really good. There's one against Deontay Brown uh, where I mean, they basically collided, and I think I felt an earthquake all the way up here. There's just <laughs> two massive humans. But uh, a couple times, gets up the field really quickly. You can see the explosiveness. Um but I think sometimes he forgets that he's like 315 pounds because he tries to do, he tries to look like Neville Gallimore a little bit, just trying to yeah. run around guys. I'd like to see him use his power a little bit more to forklift some of these guards up. But what did you see from Marvin Wilson? Yeah, I mean, I, look, I see it with him. I, and, and again, like really for me, what I wanted to see confirmed is that he had that kind of, uh, natural, natural physical gifts. You know, I mean, he's, he's an athlete for yeah, sure. Yeah, and he's well, he's he's a he's a f- dominant physical presence. I mean, this is not a technique player necessarily. This is a guy who's gonna who's gonna win in a slug match. You know, and and I think that that's it, it, he's powerful and he's explosive. And I think he's you know, if you want him mm-hmm. to get through a gap, he will do that. And then, then once he gets there, he's gonna just completely wreak havoc on blocking schemes. You know, run schemes. Yeah, I, I think that that's that's what you 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 have him there is i almost feel like you you would hopefully eventually kind of play him sort of like you play someone like Indomitian and Sue, just know that, you know, he's not going to be maybe necessarily the most disciplined player, but if you give him a simple assignment in the middle of, of a offensive line, uh, you know, he can destroy some things. He can, mm-hmm. he can disrupt. So uh, yeah, I think he had a, a bad year this year because of a change in scheme because of, you know, COVID and a mm-hmm. whole bunch of other crazy stuff. I think this is a guy and what I wanted to see was, is this uh, the kind of guy that, you know, uh, uh, that, that continue is continuing to be the kind of very rare type of athlete. Right. And, and he still looks mm-hmm. like that guy to me. So uh, I think a lot of what 2020 was, was, was due to a knee injury and due to a, a, a switch in coaching staff uh, or at least a scheme change at Florida state. And uh, I think that Marvin Wilson is a guy that shouldn't be discounted because he had a bad season. I think he'll be a value, uh, you know, in the third round, third, third or fourth round. I, I wouldn't even be surprised if he goes higher than that. I, yeah. Today is a big day for him, right? Well, it's, On Wednesday, such a, it's such a shallow class, too. So, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of room to move. Right. Today is a big day. where the pads come on, he needs to be physical. He needs to dominate. Uh, and I anticipate he will. Yeah. Um, tell me about the North Dakota State offensive uh, tackle that you liked a little bit. Uh, Dylan Raddance, right? Like, you know, I think he was one of the guys I was going to mention earlier, and I, you know, I was talking about offensive linemen that stood out. I just, you know, I don't know a ton about him. I just was watching him, and and I felt like uh, he, he had a really nice kind of pass set. It was a real balanced pass set, and that, and, and for a guy that's from a small school, and I, and I understand what North Dakota State is. It's it's a it's the powerhouse of that mm-hmm. division. It's it's uh, very much kind of a pro. Uh, coaching type of situation there's there's very good coaching going on down there um but but i I just was i was surprised to see just kind of how developed he was and especially after you told me that it didn't look like he had a ton of experience didn't play a a ton of football in 2020 no i i've got 77 total snaps in 2020 
Uh, was a full time starter in 2018, 2019, but that's it. That's well, that I mean, I guess that explains that. I mean, at least he has he has clearly played some games. But I mean, North Dakota State it's a step up, obviously in competition. Uh, you're kind of the big fish in that in that small pond, and, and it's a completely different situation. But again, just in, in in his past set, I thought he looked balanced. I thought he looked uh, he wasn't over his feet. He wasn't reaching. He wasn't you know kind of lunging at guys, and 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 that's what you worry about is because the these guys, especially the offensive linemen that are making the jump and, and kind of playing guys that are a little bit more talented, uh, they they you know they they want to initiate contact, right? They want to reach and grab and start the contact, and that's how mm-hmm. they get beat easily. But he was patient and he, he laid back in his set, and I thought that was uh, good for a guy that's uh, coming from a, a school that size. Uh, just three quick plays that I wanted to mention, Landon. Uh, Tough Borland, the linebacker from Ohio State got beat so badly in one-on-ones that I actually felt bad for him. It's just it's not his game. Uh, there was a play where a running back ran uh, just a vertical route, and he beat Borland by a good 10 yards. Uh, he, Borland did make a couple plays in the in the team drills. When he's coming downhill, he's fine, but it's just, man, it stinks because that's just not a, a modern-day linebacker at all. Uh, somebody who is a little bit of a modern-day linebacker is his teammate Justin Hilliard. Uh, you don't see players win very often in these one-on-one drills with running backs, but he had a play where the running back was running a Texas route, and he actually beat him to the ball, tipped the pass up in the air, and was able to intercept it. I think it's one of the only times in Senior Bowl history I've seen the linebacker actually make an interception on a one-on-one passing drill. So I thought that was interesting. He is like the 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 kind of linebacker that we're looking for here in Dallas because he's six foot one, two hundred twenty-seven pounds. So keep an eye on Justin Hilliard, and then Shaka Tony, the defensive end from Penn State, kind of again one of these hybrid guys at two hundred and forty pounds. You know he had his hand in the dirt at Happy Valley, uh, but he had a play in this game. You know kind of. Tra- transitioning over to the linebacker role, the off-the-ball linebacker role, where he carried the tight end 40 yards down the field, didn't allow any separation, and made a play on the ball. I just thought that was really interesting from a guy who's probably never been in coverage like that before. Uh, any other parting shots before we head out? Yeah, definitely have to mention Ade Ogundeje. Is that his name from Notre yes, Dame? Yes, great call. Uh, man, I mean, just uh, it, it, w- winning reps inside, winning reps outside. Uh, just incredible, incredibly long. Hmm. Uh, Eighty-five and three-eighths inch, or I think is what it is. A uh, uh, wingspan, thirty-five plus inch arms. Um, just unbelievable. Uh, it was able, I saw him forklifting guards at times. Just incredible levers. Uh, another guy uh, that uh, I, I I thought stood out is, is just a guy I want to go back and watch again some more. Um, Peyton Turner. Uh, from oh, Houston, yeah. he is yeah. interesting guy, right? Like I just think at that size, with that body style and his play style, uh, he could be an interesting inside-outside guy. If if you're looking at someone maybe to kind of play in that sort of uh, Tyrone Crawford role, uh, and then finally, last guy, just real quick, Marlon Tuapula. Lodu. Tui, You're a USC guy. Our Tui USC dude puts the tackle. Tui Pua Lodu, I hope is what it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, the USC guy. Uh, violent hands. 
uh, strong, violent hands, uh, and and he's a he's a big guy. And I think you know he he's just like a lot of those kind of uh, nose tackles. If he loses his momentum, uh, if he gets stuck up uh, uh, in his box, if he if he kind of gets a guy that will box him, you know, just kind of uh, uh, you know work their feet around him a little bit, he'll 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 lose steam. Uh, but if you can't handle that, if you can't get to your spot in time, uh, this guy will just violently eject you from the bar uh, and on his way to the quarterback. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, he's uh, he's uh, he's definitely more of an inside, you know, uh, nose tackle one technique guy. Uh, but I also feel like uh, against some of the younger, smaller uh, centers in the league, he could really, you know, f- force them back into the quarterback for lunch. Yeah, I think he had the very first rep that I saw from anybody in this game. And just, I mean, in practice and just bullied a guy right back to the quarterback. So uh, a really interesting defensive tackle. I've seen people list him as a three technique. Um, that Maybe. I mean, maybe. I, I, that, is he explosive enough? I, I don't know. I mean, he seemed pretty explosive. Well, we've got two more practices to find out, don't yeah, we? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll He's one of the guys that I'm really interested in seeing, you know, watching today because – uh, again, pads will come on. We'll see how those guys uh, all do. Because the offensive line, I think, Landon, for both you and I, is the most fun once we get to the Wednesday and Thursday practice. Um, it, it's just a lot of fun. So practices will be on NFL Network and ESPN. Uh, I know they weren't on Tuesday. So if you want to follow along, uh, make sure you guys are doing that. We're going to be you know, talking about all these guys all week long, uh, guys that are rising, guys that we're maybe a little bit disappointed with. We didn't even have time to mention Chaz Surratt. Uh, I'll save that for a different day. We'll, we'll get to him <laughs> later. But that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time.